it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, it is round seven here, and I tell you what, a little bit of uh, up and down for round six. We'll talk about that. We'll get into the round seven teams as well. Ryan MS with us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Enjoying Saturday night's victory. A little bit uh, struggling in regards to the uh, old super catch this, this round. A few curveballs, but we're, we'll work it, work through it uh, as we always do. And I guess we're always learning, aren't we? We're just learning um, each week. The joys of yep. it, you know, the, the, the fact that the break-evens changed on us because of the wild score lines, the wild scores, yeah. you know, everything just, just happened. Yeah, just can't help some weeks like like, like the one we just had, um, whether it be low scores or high scores. Yeah, just a crazy week. <laughs> Peter Hanscom with us as always as well, mate. You must be happy. I mean, you're Mighty Dragons. What a win. Absolutely. You know, going over there to Brookvale, it's, it's a hard place to get a win traditionally for Saints in, in recent years. And no, it was great. To, to get a big win like that, and um, who would have picked it? Hey, Dragons to be top of the table after six rounds. That's um, only one loss. It's well, mate. It's unbelievable and the best attack in the competition. Like, they, they got a thrilling. They got a great start. The whole didn't world's they? upside down. Hey? <laughs> they got a great start with that. Try, the no try given a try. That was un- unbelievable. And Andrew Moldog Molinaroli. I think he's on a silent protest and he's still still throwing things at the TV. <laughs> Um, he's not with us tonight, but uh, hopefully, hopefully the uh, the gag will be off for next Tuesday. <laughs> um, neither neither do we have Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, but he has been kind enough to give us some information for the injuries. So let's get through them now. Jonathan Thurston is the huge one. Um, look, there was a worry that it could have been out long term. It's not looking that serious anymore. A small tear in his calf. Um, the worst case scenario, according to the articles we're getting, is a three-week recovery. Um, Pat is saying three weeks is pretty likely with something like this. So beware that, although we're not saying trade him out, um, Origin is around the corner and he may miss the next three. So there's something to to think about there. Ben Hunt, um, look, uh, Pete, you saw this uh, game and... You know, he made that tackle apparently on Littrell Mitchell. Apparently, it's it's worse than the injury, and um, Pat's saying eight weeks minimum. So, a, a pretty serious hamstring injury. Yeah, that's that's shocking. Like for for Ben Hunt, he played well in the game against the Roosters, and then to to cop that injury um, is, is terribly bad luck for the young fella. But um, that tackle. Uh, getting across like they moved him out to the wing. You could see there's always problem with him. The Roosters went that way. Um, and for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a very brave piece of play by Ben Hunt to, to make the effort to get there and tackle uh, someone like Latrell Mitchell. Excellent effort. Um, and that, that's what it's all about, you know, to put your body on the line for your teammate like that. And, you know, it says a lot about the character of Ben Hunt. And looking forward to having him in Dragons Carlos next year. Ryan, James Seguiaro is an interesting one, um, mainly because of people still perhaps owning Jaden Braley, because now um, Seguiaro, 
looking at, at the damage done with a broken arm, um, Pat has said eight weeks typical healing time for the fracture, so he'll probably miss six games and he might be able to come back. But I guess playing dummy half, the, the questions will be even if six weeks um, might might be a little bit more more than that. But but Ryan suddenly Jaden Braley looking like you know he's worth hanging on to for a while longer. Yeah, his stock has gone through the roof. Um, because, yeah, uh, they before before Seguero came to the club, they um, started playing him, um, you know, just before Seguero arrived for almost a full 80, I think it was. Um, I think it was on Mick Ennis's recommendation yeah. um, to the coach. So it's, um, I think that'll probably happen again. And finally, Bevan French ruled out from four to six weeks to a knee injury. Um, he didn't actually play on the weekend. Of course, a late withdrawal of posterior cruciate ligament, not requiring surgery, and um, Pat agreeing four to six weeks, sounding about right. The injury report is for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, not just sporting injuries, back and neck as well. Pat specialises in them. If you're in the Sydney region, go give him a visit there, um, www.coogeebay.physio, uh, 966-5966-7, or book online via our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and get 20% off. Just follow the links there on the right-hand side. Let's get into the um, what we learned from round six. An awful lot, Ryan. I think um, we saw some of our high-flying cheapies get pretty grounded. Brian Kelly moved onto the right wing after the injury to Matt Wright, who himself was covering for Kiyuate, a very late withdrawal. That was a disappointment. Latrell Mitchell, extreme disappointment if you owned him and played him, which you probably did if you owned him. Um, and there was a few others there as well. Gideon Geller-Mosby, I mean, a lot of people would have brought him in thinking you know, he could get three figures. And what do you know? The Tigers getting getting up. And, um, you know, some, some real hard hits that had to be taken this round. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, a lot of them, a lot of your cheapies kind of failed. Um if that's if you can use that kind of language, yeah. I mean, uh, I think a guy, I think Nick Kotrick uh, scored around fifty-six. Yep. Um, and I think that was probably the best of the guys who were, you know, who were the rookie cheapies in the early rounds. Um, Braden Burns had a shocker as well. So um, with twenty-six, so it's one of those things. Each week, it's getting really, really tough to pick, um, and especially in that centre uh, wing position. It's such a key position every year. And this year, I mean, a pretty good start, really. A lot of these guys, like Kelly, Farrow's been on and off, but he's had some big results. Um, Kotrick's done pretty well. Ponga, when he's got on the park, you know, a little bit up and down, but still very encouraging. But this was just the perfect storm where pretty much, like you said, only Kotrick getting going and, and a lot of disappointments Pete, is it time to start looking at some more studs in the centre and winger position or even some back rowers that are dual position players? Um, this is a tough one because these guys, with the exception of round one, Joel Thompson, guys like him and Mau haven't done that much. And neither and Toho Harris, the old regular, hasn't even been on the park yet because of injury. Absolutely. He's been out injured. Um, I call me biased, but we've looked at some... People like you and Aitken out there in the past, you know, he scored a try on the weekend and has been in reasonably solid forms, missed a few tackles. But um, 
uh, and I actually did miss one game, as I recall, with a late injury. But um, he might be a decent option there. But yeah, it's a it is a very difficult, um, very difficult position to cover. And there's been a few injuries out there. Um, like I wouldn't have guessed two weeks ago. You mentioned about Latrell Mitchell, that he's he's not even in the Roosters squad at the moment. Um, well, not in the the first rate squad for this weekend. It's really surprising. So. Well, yeah, as I said, I like Aiken, but it's it's a tough one. Well, that's a good segue. Let's get into the teams for this round. Um, interesting, as as Pete said about the Roosters, we'll um, talk about them in a moment, but start with the Bulldogs-Souths game first on the Friday, the um, Good Friday clash now becoming a bit of a tradition. Of course, the um, injury to Brad Abbey, he's out for a week with a concussion. Brett Morris moves to fullback. Kerrit Holland was back anyway, so he goes into the wing. Uh, they may stick to that lineup even if Abby is found healthy the following week. David Clemmer's out with an ankle injury for a week. Um, Greg Eastwood moves to the lock position, so Adam, um, Adam Elliott comes into the second row. Francis Tualala on the bench. Surprisingly enough, Matt Frawley has been named as a reserve only, but surely, Ryan, I mean, the Bulldogs look so much better when he came in and into the Haas. They would have lost that game to the Knights last week if not for Frawley. Surely that yep. this is just a Des Hasler smokescreen. Has to be, and you'd imagine that someone like um, Embi possibly goes to fullback um, and pushes, I don't know, possibly Montoya out of the out of the team, and the, you know they do a bit of rearranging that way. But you'd think that after a performance like that, he should be in the team, given how they looked when he was on the park. They won't beat Souths unless Frawley plays. It's as simple as that. Um, speaking of the Rabbitohs, they have gone with an unchanged lineup. Um, Braden Burns surviving. I think Peter, Peter Ryan alluded to it earlier. He had an absolute shocker. Um, but guys like Aaron Crichton playing really well. He's going to be a guy looking you're looking to trade in this week. Um, he's starting to skyrocket in price now, playing 80 minutes. He's a really good talent. Um, we talked about him a lot in pre-season, now getting his opportunities uh, there. And Cody Walker continues to shine. Souths, of course, great buy draws. So you really are keying in on them, and this could be a good week too. The Bulldogs, we've seen them be a bit uh, easy to score against, super coach wise And even the left side now, Josh Morris, not the defensive centre that we've seen in the past. I don't think he's going to play get picked for origin this year. He simply is not playing at an origin standard defensively. Um, so we, we can play all our Souths players with, with confidence, um, even up, up against Josh Morris. The Knights and the Roosters, uh, Newcastle sticking with the same lineup. They came pretty close. They're doing some good things there. Of course, Danny Levi always being named at hooker but not starting. So Jamie Bure, expect him, even though he's wearing number 12. I guess that's the old school hooking uh, <laughs> number, number 12. Expect him to play in dummy half and Joe Wardle to play on the right edge. The Roosters, well, Peter alluded to it, Latrell Mitchell rested. So he won't actually be playing in the reserve grade, but he's not off the bench, nothing. He's just going to have a week off. And Joseph Manu, a good young player, comes back in the centres, but he'll play left side this time. A lot of Roosters players on notice. I expect them to have a pretty good win this week. So some of those players could be good players, and even the VC loophole could be used there. But Pete, Let's look specifically about Latrell Mitchell. A lot of owners having him in their lineup, myself included, from day dot. Uh, and after some good early games, this is worrying signs. The fact that he's that he's um, being left out this week. 
Absolutely, yeah. The first few weeks on on the roost, on this, let's have a look at it. The roosters won the first four weeks. He looked really, really good. Um, the game against South Sydney was a standout in my memory for, with him. But um, yeah, in the game against Manly, he caught got caught out uh, quite a fair bit defensively, and it was a real tough game in very tough conditions, very wet, very wet night. And then the following week. Both Roosters and Manly came out quite flat against their respective opposition. And once again, Mitchell just got caught out of position several times in defence, had a, a shocking night against Brisbane, really. Um, and he just didn't try to get himself involved enough. He's a quality player, but uh, it is a worry if you've got him. Um, it's, it's unusual for a player to be dropped or to be rested. Uh, Trent Robinson said after the game, said, why did you take him off at 10 to go? Was he injured or whatever? And he said, no, I just wanted to, thought he needed a rest. And now he's giving him a rest for this week. Well, is it just going to be one week or is it going to be another week as well? Is he going to yeah. give him a rocket? It's a big game against the Dragons. And maybe he's thinking, bring him back for that and see how he goes. It could well be. They've got a, um, a bit of time after this round before that one, so it might be a good opportunity to do that. But, gee, it's, it's, a, it's a question if you own him, particularly with his opposition centre for the Broncos, Moga, going very well the other night. Yeah, it's defensively they're struggling. And that's, that's, that's part of the issue, isn't it? Um, I'm, thinking to, I'm thinking to hold on to him maybe for, a, for another couple of weeks just to see... The Roosters, of course, one of eight teams playing in round 12. Um, it's hard now to start dropping players. I mean, you've, if you've got to do it, you've got to. But it's hard to drop players that are going to play in round 12 because between the eight teams on by and origin players, you're not going to have a lot of players left. And if you're not, if your trades at this point of a year aren't going to have some skew towards origin, then then that's going to be a worry. And if they're actually if you're actually weakening your team for round 12. At this point, that's a real worry. And I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that just yet, give up on him just yet. But definitely the jury is out and we'll be watching with interest. Broncos v the Titans. Um, that injury to Ben Hunt means Cody Nicarima moves in at halfback. David Mead, who actually played on the wing because Corey Oates was a laid out. Um, he, he's going to be that extra bench man at least at the moment. Um, the Titans look continually getting hit with um, injuries. Ryan Simpkins is in at lock because Nathan Peets is back at hooker, so that's something. Chris McQueen's also back in the back row to join Chris Griesmill, so Levi Apulu will play from the bench. Um, we've also seen Carl Lawton will come off the bench, so I guess Simpkins now out and out running forward, not in at, at hooker. Um, Manly v. The Storm, Adam Fanua Blake comes in for the um, injured Martin DePau, so Jackson Hastings gets a shot on the bench. Interesting to see Lloyd Perrett's being picked ahead of Nate Miles in that one. Not so much for Supercoach-wise, but just the fact that, that Miles has been a bit low on form puts into to question here a chance of him playing Origin if he can't even make the Manly 17. Um, Uade has been named to, to come back. While the Storm, um, Jordan McLean will start at prop. So Nelson Asofa Solomona goes to the bench. Mark Nichols comes in on the bench as well there. Um, Chase Blair's back, but young Tottenham appear will keep his spot in the centres because Will Chambers suspended for a shoulder charge. Interesting to note, 
Cameron Munster and Jesse Bromwich both been named in the 21, so keep an eye out. I think they're both due back in another week, but keep an eye out for that as well. Let's move on to the next game now. Raiders v the Warriors. Uh, both teams pretty impressive victories, so they're both 1-17 to from last week. Uh, while the Dragons and the Cowboys, yes, St George, Illawarra, also the same 17 lining up there. Um, the Cowboys do get back Justin O'Neill, so Javid Bowen moves out of the lineup. Ben Hampton's had to go to halfback because of Jonathan Thurston's um, injury. Uh, um, interesting to see, well, Blake Leary will cover it at hooker, but interesting to see a swap, Pete, Cohen Hess into the starting lineup, and Ethan Lowe back to the bench joining Corey Jensen and Ben Spina. I'll say, um, like, over the last few years, like, Ethan Lowe has been he's one of the unsung heroes of the Cowboys, really. He's often playing 80 minutes and, you know, basically tackles every, anything that moves and is one of those forwards who's, you know, seemed to be learning out on the edge a little bit, I thought, and, you know, did a really good job and for the Cowboys. But uh, Cohen Hess has just exploded onto the scene. Played a couple of first-grade games late last year, but this year has been dynamic. Um, scored a few tries, just power close to the line. So, And with the injuries to particularly players like Matt Scott, I guess the Cowboys are looking for that extra power in in their forward pack and particularly in starting. Um, and if things go wrong, I guess, you know, they can bring in an experienced campaigner like Ethan Lowe off the bench. But it's, it's a surprise. I guess he he's uh, it's a very inexperienced bench apart from Ethan Lowe as well. But, yeah, Callan Hess is is a good player and a very good chance of uh, good super coach-wise and will get more minutes and there's a possibility for Queensland, they're saying. Wow. It probably could be a bit early, but uh, he does look the part as a future Origin player, that's for sure. Panthers beat the Sharks. Matt Moylan in at fullback, back um, from that one-week disciplinary action by coach Anthony Griffin, as is Wakar Blake on the wing. Um, so no Oldfield, no Edwards. No Malachi Watini Zelezniak. Interesting enough, we heard from Pat Lyons last week saying Tyrone Peachy out for an extended period. I moved on. A lot of people moved on. He's been named. I'd be shocked, Ryan, if he's playing. Um, Peter Hicku has been named in the 21, so I guess he'd be the guy, you know, that they may end up playing there. But this is this is a big shock. Uh, the other one, obviously, James Fisher-Harris into the back row. So Harawira Naira to the bench and maybe a bit tough to play him as well this week. Yeah, look, uh, Peachy, uh, with a rib injury, yeah, it seems like an early, a very early comeback. Um, look, I guess they want him in there. I guess he wants to play, you know, we'll find out soon enough, um, keeping an eye on uh, when the teams get whittled down a little bit later. There's something interesting as well as Bryce Cartwright is named in 21. Mm. Um, so he's got to be there or thereabouts as well, so that might be another little you, uh, enticement. Would, would you consider playing Cart, Cartwright in the centres? Um, I don't think I would. I, Considering who they have in the centres, if they had a shortage, then... Well, that's what I mean. Like, Peachy but, is named, but he's not. Would And Cartwright's yeah. fit, because you've got... You've got or would Yo go there, Isaiah Yo, and then Cut Yeah, comes that's, in the that's the guy who I would who I would put okay. there um, out of those two. So there's a good chance that um, if Cartwright plays, Hawira Nirira stays on the bench. If Cartwright's not fit, Hawira Nirira comes into the back row with Yo going in the centres because we don't think that Peachy being 
putting it at four is going to play. Yeah, look, I think that's that's a definite scenario. The Sharks, um, we talked about losing James Seguiaro. Kurt Capel named on the bench. So Jaden Braley owed us a rejoicing. Not even Joseph Paulo there, and no Farmona Brown, although they're both named in a 21, so that could another alteration. But at the moment, it looks like Braley is playing 80 minutes. And finally, the Easter Monday game, Eels v. the Tigers. Um, both teams sticking with um, with the same squads, although I should say Frank Pritchard's out for Parramatta. So Daniel Alvaro, who was named last week but didn't play, comes back into the bench. Penny Terrapo keeps his spot on the bench as well. Tepa Maroa will start because Frank Pritchard did start last week. But Nathan Brown keeps his spot at lock and Bo Scott will come off the bench. Interesting to note there. Looking at the best players for the Supercoach Pros predictor, Anthony Milford. We talked, we've talked about him quite a bit in the past. I think off air, we were saying about how he has that ability to go large. No Ben Hunt, great matchup against the Titans. Could be one to target, uh, at least in daily leagues. Wade Graham again's right up there. Do you go back to the well with Gideon Gillen Mosby? The predictor says yes, you do. Um, again, looking at that good matchup, semi Radradra, that could be an interesting one. Corey Norman, a lot of upside with both of those, both disappointing last week. I thought Radradra looked off his game, to be honest. Um, he missed a try. Normally, he would have finished um, there with the game pretty much in the balance. Corey Norman was mainly unlucky. He had a try disallowed. Again, he was involved in that movement for Radradra, but he just couldn't quite get to the line. Norman could have had a, a bigger day very easily. The Roosters, Luke Keary, Mitchell Pearce are right up there again. Clint Gutherson's up there for the Eels, but beware at fullback. He doesn't quite look the same impact-wise. I think he's, he was a bit tired last week as well. And Jordan Rapana, well, he is going nuts. We're going to talk about him a bit later when we get to the tweets section. He's right up there as well. And just looking ahead to round eight, Sharks v. the Titans, Cowboys v. the Knights, and the Eels v. the Panthers. Could be some interesting matchups there. So we already mentioned some... Cronulla, well, we mentioned Gillen Mosby as well, and also the Cronulla and Parramatta players. So that could be some trading targets for you. Also, um, all of that is done for the Supercoach Pros predictor or the app, the, the predictor you find on the app, Ryan. And, and, and yeah, basically, if you, whether you play daily leagues, whether you're looking for top trading targets, you're looking at price rises, price falls, it does it all. The Supercoach Predictors, you can find it on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Um, but it's not all, all it's got, is it? There's so much info there and, and all for one low price. No, that's right. It's got, um, as you mentioned, has all, the, has all the stats that you need, basically. Has it by team, has it by who's best each round. Uh, it's got articles. It's got um, price Twitter. rises, Twitter. price falls. It's got money balls, um, money ball teams by value. By uh, you know, by best, by team. Um, we should plus... mention the hate, the what's called the H value. This was invented in more for the for the US um, fantasy sports, but we've been able to sort of replicate it for for um, well, super coach fantasy, you know, rugby league, money ball, and that H value is able to get a cross section between the how much a player costs and how. How cheap, uh, how cheap they are, and how well they're going to do, and it basically reweights it on on that perfect pitch of, of you know whether it, obviously if a high rated, highly cost player is rated to go really high, he will still be very high on the H value, and and so when you're looking at value, sometimes you can miss the fact that some of those big names are must owns, 
but the H value, you'll see those, but you also see those cheaper guys and can really make a big difference. So the H value um, for, for daily players, that's a great option that you only really get um, with the Supercoach Pro's um, predictor and the Supercoach Pro's app. You won't really see that elsewhere because it is quite revolutionary from the US. And um, I don't think other other areas of uh, you know websites, etc., for rugby league have picked it up yet. No, that's right. Um, it's a very, very, very valuable uh, little tool. And, of course, you can get the app. Follow the links from our website, www.supercoachpros.com, Android and Apple. We thoroughly recommend it. We put a lot of effort into it. You get the Facebook, Twitter, and um, all the information there for the predictor, as we said. And, um, look, even if you just like listen to the podcast, you can down- they all get downloaded on the app. Plug in your iPhone um, to your car and listen to the podcasts in your car, all found in one easy location. If that's what you're going to get out of it for 30 bucks, it's worth it. Um, do that, www.supercoachpros.com. Uh, quickly, before we get to the tweets, uh, we've pretty much, believe it or not, we're, we're halfway to origin, six rounds in the, in the books, five more rounds, and we're there. So we need to start planning already. Um, and there's two teams that don't play at all over Origin, so we're just going to go through them this week. Parramatta and South. Um, Nathan Brown's starting now for the Eels, Pete. He looked really good last year in a South jumper. He's looking just as good for the Eels. He's playing a bit of ball play, a bit of Jack DeBellin about his game this year. He's even been jumping in the dummy half in case a Pritchard goes off at the end of games. There's a lot to like. He's averaging very high scores, and obviously he's going to play each one of those by rounds. I'm thinking get him now before he just becomes so high in cost, you're really going to have to fork out for him. I agree. Yeah, it's a, he's a very good pick-up. As you said, he's a bit of a bit of a cheaper version of a Jack DeBell and someone like that. Um, yes, he came on the scene last year at Souths and was very, very good. Had a little bit of a disciplinary problem at times, but he seems to have really tidied that up. And um, he's going great guns with Parramatta. So, no, he's a very good, um, probably been one of their more consistent players, actually. So, um, no, definitely he'd be... Uh, a, a very good buy at this time. As you said, he's not going to, as good as he is, he's not going to get selected for Origin yet. A few years down the track, maybe, but yeah, not this year. So, a very good buy, I think, for the Origin period. Speaking of Parramatta, Ryan Mitchell Moses is all but signed, sealed, delivered. I mean, we know he's going there next year, but we're now hearing after this game he'll be training and playing for the Eels. Does he suddenly become super coach relevant because Parramatta have such a good buy draw and they're a team that, even though they haven't started the season as well as we thought they could, are likely a top eight finishing? Because Moses had some yeah, look, pretty big scores last year. Yeah, um, I think he's definitely one to look at. I'm not going to say, yeah, chuck him in there, chuck him in there, because it's a little bit uh, up and down as to whether he goes. If he goes over there... Um, then I think that, yeah, you've got to have a look at him. You've got to have a look at the first maybe game or so that he plays to see how they're going to use him because it is going to take a little bit of time for a new player to, you know, mesh in with the um, with the way um, a team plays, especially teams with two different um, philosophies in the way they play the game. It'll be interesting to see from a um, South's perspective as well. I think Sam Burgess and Cody Walker are musts. I'm not sure how many people own Cody Walker 
just at the moment because the fear was that he wasn't going to replicate last season even though the, the cost was high at the start of the year. He has replicated it and that by draw means you've got to get him in. Um, but the other one I love, Pete, is Aaron Crichton right now and, and I don't think, you know, I think the longer you wait, the more it's going to cost you. Absolutely. He was super impressive the other night against Penrith. Um, memory served, uh, scored a good try running off uh, a great line off uh, Adam Reynolds about 20 metres out from Penrith's line in the first half and was very, very solid all night. Uh, as I said, played 80 minutes. He's only a young guy. Um, yeah, as you said, with South Spide, uh, with the bye draw, it's, he's a very, very good option, someone to definitely keep in mind. Um, and as you say, I Similar to, to Nathan Brown, actually, he's making every post a winner, and I think his, uh, his value is going to increase in the next few weeks. So if you think about that by draw, then, yeah, he's a good one to get in there very, very soon. Along with Matt Frawley, I think you're probably trying to bring in either Brown or Crichton this week. I think it's probably where you're looking. Um, unless, you know, the Leilua train, you're worried about that, but you may have got on it last week. Hopefully we talked about him in great detail, 92 reasons why that was a good choice if you did trade him in last week. Speaking of such things that we talked about last week from our, you know, they were generated from our tweets. Let's get on to the tweets now. And um, we'll start with under the radar. Should we be wary of buying MILF now that Ben Hunt is out? I guess we should always be wary of that, but considering the predictor's saying he's due to go better than everyone, um, maybe this week, Ryan, is a good week, but I guess longer term, there's still that very much up and down, Anthony Milford. Yeah, look, he is. Um, and that on the, you know, it's one of those double-edged uh, kind of sword things. Uh, he's going to be the primary playmaker, you'd imagine, um, over Nicarima. Uh, so therefore he's going to get the, his hands on the ball a bit more, but also with that comes um, Milford's uh, inconsistency. And so there could be some mistakes kicking in there as well, which, you know, it's, yeah, it's going to be a roller coaster if you get, if you get on board. Mm, mm. Daily leagues, you can have him this week, but I'm not sure yes. yet whether you pull Absolutely. that trigger. They, you know, again, they play round 12. There's, there's, there's some reasons to like it. Uh, let's go on to Pat now. Who would be some buy-suited replacements for JT? Is Widdop an early trade target? Well, Pete, you've watched all the Dragons games so far this year. Um, what do you make of that? I have to say that Widdop is in the best form of his career, uh, apart from like maybe when he was at Melbourne, but he's sort of a, uh, a bit of a bit player there behind the, the big three, as we know them. Um, he's in fantastic form. Obviously, being British, he's not going to get selected for origin. Um, his value has gone up a lot in the first few rounds, of course, because of his great form. He's, he's a great option at 5.8 or in the halves there. A, a fantastic option. Like, you've got someone like Sean Johnson's right up mm, the top of the pile. I think so. But hopefully you don't him as well as that's JT. That's right. But, but Whittup is a, a bit of a... Um, as I said about Nathan Brown being a cheap Jack DeBellin, maybe Whittup is a bit of a cheap Sean Johnson. Um, so, like, he's been in great nick. If he's able to keep up the form, let's just hope he doesn't resort uh, back to his form from, 
from last year where he tried hard and nothing resulted. He kicks goals. Um, they're scoring lots of points. Well. You know, there are there is mm. a lot of upside there. I still think we just talked about Souths and Parramatta. Cody Walker and Corey Norman playing all three rounds. We doubt Corey yeah. Norman's going to play Origin. You know, Cody Walker won't. Um, we, we doubt as well. I guess there is some. Uh, he's Northern New South Wales. So I guess there is some sort of. There might be some calls for him, particularly if the Blues lose game one. But from where we stand today, I still think those two with Johnson, and unless you can afford four top halves, I'm not sure if Gareth Widdop can come into the contention. The Dragons, of course, not playing round 12 and 18. So I don't know if he's really covering your buy anyway, if that's the that's only right. reason you're bringing him in, Pat. He's playing well, so... But, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on there with your assessment. Absolutely. All right, speaking of halves, Gav, it's a simple one. Is four and a trap? Ryan, take it away. We should get our old trap. It's a trap. <laughs> yes. Uh, bring, back, bring back the old stuff. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to say that I'm not going to put him in my team um, for cost-wise uh, versus what he's put forward, yes. He's put forward some great numbers for the Warriors thus far, but um, traditionally he's not – he doesn't really count um, for Supercoach. So I'm going to say – Two good matchups, weren't it, as well? Like Titans. Yes. I mean, they've just just let up. We just said Anthony Milford plays the same position, left halfback. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't – yeah, maybe, maybe if you use the word trap, it's a bit harsh. But if you were going black and white, then yes, he is because I'm not putting him in my team because I can't trust him. Raiders, Storm, Roosters in the next three games. They're not good matchups. Not good matchups for Warriors players. Yes, you're going to play Johnson. Yes, you're going to play Tuivasa-Shek. Yes, you're going to play Mannering. And maybe you'll play Thompson. Guys like Foran and Luke, Carter, Fusatua, you're very worried over the next three weeks. These are not good matchups. Craig asks, is Rapana a bad move? Is BJ or Joey Lelua a better option? Have the cash for, for trading for either Faray or Latrell. Pete, this is another another tough one. Um, you know, what well, you know, we've just said earlier in the show, don't know if we want to move on from Latrell yet. Rapana's been awesome. I, I mean he's leading it. He's I don't know if anything's really going to change. I don't either. Um, it's unusual. I didn't think that a that a that a winger like uh, Rapana would be uh, would be leading um, be the leading um, the most valuable player in Supercoach at the moment. It's or or second most, along with Ian Johnson, right at the top. It's quite amazing. Um, but he just keeps putting up the numbers. Um, if you can get him in. Like, and you're not sacrificing other crucial positions like your halves so much. I, if you can do it, then why not do it? I guess he'd be the, the way to the way to go. I'd certainly rather have him than than Latrell in there at the moment. That's for sure. Rapana, um, it's interesting actually about Rapana because our regular listeners would know. And in fact, if you go to the website www.supercoachpros.com, you can find our one-on-one with. Bill from the owner of the Wildman, who's our overall, you know, that specialist. Whereas we like to do a lot of head-to-head stuff. I was talking to him last week, and he said, "I want to get Rapana into my lineup." And he is someone that advocates to be very frugal with salary cap, to really try to make money, to let players go when they're 
you know, if they're going to lose too much money, even though other judges would say, you know, a stud is a stud is a stud. Um, and he's there saying, I'm happy to lose money on Rapana because he is that good. He's making that many points and you can't afford, especially if you're in overall, you can't afford to not have Rapana getting those points for you. Mm. You're just giving up too much. So I think, I agree with you, Pete, 100%. If you can afford Rapana right now, get him in. If you can't, you're figuring out a way to afford him in the next couple of weeks because as other people own him, you're just going to give up more and more points to him, particularly in overall. Finally, Dom C seventy three asks, "Do you think Taumalolo eighty minutes was a one off last week? Because if he plays eighty minutes every week like that, he'll be a beast." Uh, Ryan, he's not wrong. Um, if he plays like that, he'll be a beast. Um, but from what we can see from the cows, they're they're in kind of desperation mode. I, I think this could continue. Yeah, look, I do as well. Um, given their team this week, they seem a little bit short on on the big guys. Um, Tamalalo has played, um, I think the fewest amount of, amount of minutes he's played was round three. Uh, sorry, well, not round three, round four, I believe. Uh, and it was about 57 minutes. But apart from that, he's played 70, 79, and then the full 80 last week. So it'll be in that 70 to 80, 80 zone. Um, and if he does happen to reproduce that form, then, yeah, you're on a winner there because um, he was outstanding. Um and given the Warriors, sorry, the Cowboys team uh, this week, I, I think he's a big show for uh, a lot of minutes, uh, purely based on um, lack of size uh, for the Cowboys, which hasn't been a problem for them um, of late, but with a few injuries, um, it's starting to hit home. How quick things change in the Supercoach land. A couple of weeks ago, we're thinking maybe make no trades. And now we're wishing we could have four. <laughs> four each. I mean, we had three trying to go into two. We need those guys getting in. Rapana, Tom Malolo, Crichton, you know, Matt Frawley. I I think he's going to play this week. He's going to go up. You know, your halves, what a great guy to bring in as your fourth half right now. Um, So there's a lot of guys you're going to be thinking of um, to get him in there this week. Good luck. I hope you can at least get a couple of them in who we've talked about. Um, It's a good ad for our... Supercoach Pros Predictor and our app because we've got the price rise and the two round price rise and as we said last week a couple of those players that were must trading targets we were yeah, we were already on that the week earlier and the astute um, savvy Supercoach owners out, out there at least had done it with one of the players you know take that chance and now we're, we're here again with Matt Frawley um, we're here again you know with Aaron Crichton and a couple of others that are doing well and when you might want to bring in a Rapana and you're still thinking, well, I've got to make the cash. So they're the big calls you've got to make this week, but keep following us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros at Facebook. We'll keep writing on the blogs, on the app, and the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Pete, Ryan, great great job this week. We had a couple out, a couple down. Not quite Gold Coast Titans injury <laughs> list, but we, we've done well. Pete, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Yeah, have a have a great Easter, guys, and listeners, and we'll see you next week. Happy Easter, mate, and we'll see you next week, Ryan. Happy Easter to you too. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yeah, no worries. Happy Easter, boys. We'll uh, 
chat chat about it all next week. We might see you in the flesh if we have technical difficulties. I'm taking this show on the road next week, so uh, <laughs> okay. we might be doing it. We might be doing it uh, in your basement. No, no, we're doing the show. I mean, <laughs> I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka, that's the time to sign off. It's too late, you know, in the night. Next, next week, I swear we're going to do this show earlier. We will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros and buy the app. There, follow, follow the links on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Bye for now.